0: Last Sunday, we were looking at uh, to the title of the message that, uh, that I, we entitled it, Looking at God's Plan. And today, I'm continuing with that. So you can, you can if you are writing, you can write looking at God's plan too. <laughs> or B, <be. laughs> whatever is good for you. Again, I'll say this receiving Revelation knowledge of God's plan in every generation defeats the enemy. Even in your own personal life, when you receive revelation knowledge concerning God's plan, enables you to look beyond your current situation or situations or circumstances. I like calling it uh, receiving inside-out information. Inside-out information. This information does not come by the five physical senses, but by the Spirit of God. And a Spirit, you know, the Spirit of God, if you, you are born again, believer, the Spirit of God is in you. He lives in you. You just know something in you, and out of circumstances do not dictate what you know. In other words, you've heard, you've heard people say this the whole time as, I know and I know, and I know. I think some close to, what, 18 years now, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew I was going to get married to Tina. I think about now 20 years. I knew it. And nothing was going to change that. We were not even friends. We were not even close. But when that was revealed to me, I just knew it, I was going to get married to her. And I remember also, and my own personal testimony now, on, on Friday, 21st June, 1996, uh, a new one, God spoke to me. Uh, I gave my life to Christ on a Monday. That was 17th June, 1996. And then on Friday night, for the first time, I had God so cleared. God spoke to me that night and the following morning, I asked my mom, you mean God still speaks to people until now? You see, I wasn't raised up in church. I I didn't know that God still spoke to people. I wasn't raised up in church. And I knew when he spoke to me for the first time. And before then, I had been tormented by suicidal spirit. I wanted to commit suicide. But when I heard him, when he spoke to me that night, I knew things had changed in my life. I knew I was not going to die, though I didn't know even the scripture I shall not die but live to declare the good works of our God. And I didn't know that scripture. But inside of me, he put something. Then I could call it something. I knew and knew I had inside out information that I was not going to commit suicide and I was not going to die. I had received inside out information concerning the future that God had in store for me. So I was going to rely on that. An amazing glory to God has been about 20, 24 years today since I got that information. You see what revelation knowledge, uh, revelation knowledge should have been what every believer, uh, uh, every believer had been, uh, uh, could have been operating in revelation knowledge. But if this has not been your case, then you need even more so right now uh, to live by revealed word of God especially because of what is happening in the world. You have to have that information. I really encourage you, church, and we encourage you so much to pray Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 to 23, That are all, and, and Ephesians chapter 3, 14 to 21. I believe these are such crucial prayers that we should be praying during this time. We need... The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God to see God's plan, even right now. We need that. You need to be praying for that spirit of wisdom uh, and, and, and revelation in the knowledge of God just to fill your heart. I'm just remembering, you know, in my, my thoughts, I'm remembering Elisha, uh, his servant, <laughs> and the king of uh, Syria. In 2 Kings chapter 6, uh, you don't have to go there. But in 2 Kings chapter 6, the king of Syria wanted to attack uh, the king of Israel. And every time we'll have a plan, uh, Elisha will get that plan by the spirit of God. And he will tell the king of of Israel, uh, be aware that the king of Syria is planning to do one, two, three. So don't pass that way. And you know what will happen then? Uh, the king of Syria will try to attack uh, uh, king of, uh, uh, king of, uh, come on now. Hallelujah. <laughs> king of Israel. And that wouldn't happen. Let, let me go there. I think that will be better. Second Kings chapter 6. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want to go ha, 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 ha. But 2nd Kings chapter 6 in verse, in verse 8 now the king of Syria was making war against Israel and he consulted with his servants saying my camp will be in such and such a place and the man of God sent to the king of Israel saying be aware that you do not pass this place for the Syrians are coming down there then the king of Israel send someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he owned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing, and he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? I like this answer. And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king. But Elisha the prophet, who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. That means he has inside-out information. And I'm telling you, when you have inside-out information, it doesn't matter what the devil does. It doesn't matter all the chaos that, that he brings around. You know Your God is your deliverer. You know that all things are working together for your good because you know God and you love him and you are living according to his purpose. That's what I'm talking about, having inside-out information. In our last service, I spoke about how God sees beyond what what is happening at a given moment. He is not limited to time. Say, God is not limited to time. He inhabits eternity. In Isaiah 57 verse 15 says, For thus says the high and loved one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. God inhabits eternity. He's not limited to time. He speaks in the Garden of Eden, like I said last Sunday, just after Adam and Eve have sinned, He speaks about His redemptive, right there at the garden where it seemed like the devil had eternally won when Adam and Eve sinned against God. He points to man, his only hope, the Redeemer, Jesus Christ. In Genesis 3.15, the scripture that I gave to you last Sunday, was, uh, God says this, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise Your head and you shall bruise his heel. He's talking about the woman, the seed of the woman. And if you check it, uh, uh, you know, you pay attention to that scripture. Her seed is capitalized. S is capitalized, meaning the Redeemer was coming uh, to redeem mankind. Also, we looked at Abraham obeying God in Genesis chapter 22. And we looked into detail of it. Uh, And and we also looked at uh, Numbers uh, 21, when the Israelites disobeyed God and they were beaten by fiery serpents, what God did, he spoke to Moses and told Moses, I want you to tell the children of Israel to look at the brazen serpent that you have placed on top of that pole. And the Bible says, once they were beaten, as they looked at that brazen serpent, they were healed. God sent his prophets for hundreds of years speaking to Israelites about their coming Redeemer. He was, he was not theirs only, in other words, he wasn't their, all, their Redeemer only, but for the rest of mankind. You wish everyone who had the prophets should have been looking forward to the day. Unfortunately, that was not the case. We know it wasn't the case, but you know in every generation, God has had remnants. That's good news. The remnants flow with God's plan. In other words, no matter what happens in the world, the remnants choose, I'm going to flow with God's plan. God wanted his people before the cross to look by faith at their coming redemption. That is why, why they're supposed to have been listening to the prophets. He sent it to them. They're supposed to be paying attention, uh, giving attention to what the prophets were speaking to them during that time. And in the new covenant, the church age, God wants us to look at what Christ has done for us and focus on his last day's plans. That's what we are supposed to be looking at, church. What Christ has done for us. Remember on the cross he said this, it is finished. So what are we supposed to be looking at? What is already done for us. And, and focus on God's plan for these last days that we are living. Let's go to First Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1, in verse 10 to 11. I, I want us to read it from uh, the Passion Translation. It says, this salvation was the focus of the prophets who prophesied of this outpouring of grace. Say outpouring of grace. grace. That was destined for for you. In other words, God was speaking about through his prophets of the outpouring of grace, which was destined for us. They made a careful search and investigation of the meaning of their God-given prophecies, as they probed into the mysteries of the wood, oh, sorry, as they probed into the mysteries of who would fulfill them and the time period when it will all take place. The spirit of the anointed one was in them and was pointing prophetically to the sufferings that Christ was destined to suffer. And look at what follows next. And the glory That would be released afterward. Say that with me. And the glories that would be released afterward. Has the sufferings of Christ taken place? Yes. Yes. About 2,000 years ago. So, what was to follow his sufferings after the cross? The glories. Say the glories. The glories were to be released. This scripture, among others, gives us authority to say, we, the body of Christ, are in the days of God's glory. Hallelujah. We are in the days of God's glory. When we receive revelation concerning God's plan, hope rises within us. Joy, expectation of glorious things that we have never known before. We are the, in the days of God's glory. I like what uh, Dr. Jerry Saville says, you know, like he, he prophesied some years ago, Lord, show me your glory. His manifest presence, his power and his goodness. We are in the days of his glory, God's glory, his manifest presence, his power and his goodness. You mean even during this time when there are, They are all chaos and and the coronavirus and all the fear that is in the atmosphere. Yes. That's why we are talking about looking at God's plan. Or looking at God's plans, plural. That's what we are talking about. Because if we focus on, church, if you focus on what is happening, it's so clear in the Bible, we miss out the day of our visitation or the time of our visitation. They are glorious things that God is setting us up to. And we are actually, according to this scripture that we've read in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, 10-11, we are actually in the days of God's glory. The glories that was released after the cross. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, one of my favorite, favorite uh, uh, chapters in the Bible. And I want us to read from the Passion Translation. First Corinthians, chapter 2. Just to emphasize the days that we are living in. Uh, let's go there from verse, verse 7. I think verse 7 is, is okay. You can go back in your own time, read it from verse 1. But it says, instead, we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom uh, that comes from God, hidden before now in a mystery, it is a secret plan destined before the ages to bring us into glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It is a secret plan destined before the ages to bring us into, uh, to bring us into glory. None of the rulers of this present world Order understood it, for if they had, they would never have crucified the Lord of shining glory. This is why why the scriptures say, things never discovered or heard of before. Things beyond our ability to imagine. These are the many things God has in store for all his lovers. And you can go ahead and say, I am a lover of God i love you with all my heart with all my mind with all my strength you can choose to to be that a lover of god listen to this now but god now unveils these profound realities to us by the spirit that's like what i said: inside out information yes he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit, who constantly explores all things. And then look at this in verse verse 12. It's what you need to be saying during this time. For we do not receive the spirit of this world system, thank God not, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience. All that grace has lavished upon us. All that grace has lavished upon us. All that grace has lavished upon me. Can you say it? You can have it. You can say it for yourself. All that grace has lavished upon me. And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the Spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together spirit-filled truths with the spirit revealed was. Church, that's what we need. Spirit revealed was. Spirit revealed truths. Not what the world is saying. No, no, no. What the word of God says. What the spirit of the Lord is saying upon us in this, during this time. But the devil does not, uh, does not want us to look at the finished work of the cross. He wants God's people to day in and day out pay attention to the chaos in the world. <laughs> Watching news, to know all about there is to know about coronavirus. Which actually, what it does, church, it brings in fear. It binds, it blinds an individual to the plan of God. However, on the other hand, getting to the word of God, hearing and hearing the word of God brings in faith. How does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You receive the plan of God and what happens actually, church, expectation comes alive within you. Again, as I said in the beginning, you just know and know that God's plans are good. You just know and know all what the enemy is doing, all his attacks even right now and, and trying to bring fear all over the world during this time. You know and know that will, come to, will, will end quickly. But in the midst of that, God has a plan. In the midst of that, The glory of God is being revealed to those who are seeking. This is my point here, church, that the kingdom of God should be our priority now. Matthew 6.33 says this, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. In other words, this is what we ought to be seeking, the will of God. Looking at the plan of God, setting our eyes on God's word, believing what the word of God says, like what Brother Francis said, expecting that supernatural increase. Sowing, sowing during this time our seeds of faith and proclaiming words of faith God has a plan. This is my year for supernatural increase. I don't care how it looks like, God has a plan. Let's go back to to Psalm 46. It was not part of my notes, but let me flow over here. This has been our scripture for some time. Psalm 46 in in verse 1. It should be our proclamation. Proclamation of faith. God, you are such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You can go ahead and confess it with me. You are proven help in time of trouble, more than enough and always available whenever I need you. Glory to God. So, we will never fear. Come on, say that. I will never fear. Even if every structure of support were to crumble away, we will not fear. Even when the earth quakes and shakes. Does it seem like he's doing that now? <laughs> uh, I, like, like the earth is, is quaking and shaking, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. He says this, we will not fear. We will not fear. Even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and cast them into the sea. Listen to verse 3. For the raging roar of stormy winds... And crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. We are anchored on God's word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will never pass away. And the the, the passion translation says, pause in his presence. Do you know what that means? Stay at home. (laughs) That's what it means. Pause in his presence. Stay at home. Don't wander. Stay at home and stay in the Word, Pause. Stay in his presence. Meditate. Think about it. Church, again, is coronavirus real? Yes. But God's plans are the big deal. We should be listening to God's voice instead of all what the world is experiencing. You know, I've thought about this. Now, don't stone me because I thought. But I thought about it. I thought... This is kind of a fast. Fast going to shopping malls. <laughs> People like football. In Kenya, 7 o'clock. It's curfew from 7 p.m. To, to the following day, 5 a.m. Uh, drunkards can't go to bars. Those who have night businesses, you know them. They don't have clients because clients are back home. And some clients that they have had are married. So now they are with their wives by 7 o'clock. My goodness. So the family structure is being placed, put in place. That parents that are not visible, you know, during the day and they come late at night, now by 7 o'clock in our Kenyan local time, you're back at the house. You have hot meal prepared by your wife if you're married. That's kind of a fast. (laughs) Fasting all other things out there to be home. Do you know what you ought to be doing, church? During that time, you ought to be be really studying the word of God and praying. Pay attention to what God is doing. When God's people don't pay attention to what the Lord is doing... Revelation knowledge becomes a rare thing. That is when people become religious with no power. You can go to places and people say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, but they have no intention of living for the Lord. Jesus, our Lord, is building his church on revelation knowledge. The church is supposed to be constantly growing in understanding concerning God's plan and ought to be Flowing with it, flowing with God's plan. Again, I say that when, when people don't pay attention to what the Lord is saying, revelation knowledge becomes a rare thing. And there's a, a scripture in the Bible in First Samuel chapter three, in First Samuel chapter three, in verse one, from the amplified Bible. Eli was the priest. He wasn't rebuking his sons because of what they were doing in the house of the Lord. And therefore, there was uh, some, uh, some kind of, or some form of apostasy. And Samuel was a small boy. He had never heard the Lord. And in verse 1, he says this, Now the Lord, the, the boy Samuel, was attending to the, service, to the service of the Lord and the supervision of Eli, under the supervision of Eli. The word of the Lord was rare and precious in those days. Visions, that is new revelations of divine truth, were not widespread. That's darkness. Darkness coming in into a generation. That the the revelation of of God's word was rare and precious in those days. And vision, that is new revelations of divine truth, were not widespread. And God spoke to Samuel, and Samuel obeyed the word of the Lord, and we see that God walking through Samuel... Of course, Eli died and his sons, because of the judgment that God had pronounced, because people, like the scripture says, where there is no vision or revelation, people do what? What does it say? Cut off restraint. Where there is is no revelation, God's word being revealed to believers. And that's why I'm saying so important in the time that we are living that we don't, become, we, don't, we don't walk like natural people who don't know what God is doing. God has a plan. We look at his plan. We go to the word of God and find out what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. You listen to messages like this and, and allow the word of God to come into your heart. Faith coming, faith coming through the spoken word of God. And what happens, church? You become strong. And stronger and stronger during this season and you'll start seeing what God has in store for those who love him hallelujah and in Acts chapter 2 I want you to see this during the time of of Samuel in Samuel chapter 3 verse 1 that there was no re- new revelations of divine truth but this is what God promised through prophet Joel and in Acts chapter 2, when there was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, in verse 16 to 18 in the Amplified uh, Classic uh, Bible, it says this. This is Peter speaking by the Spirit. He says this. But instead, this is the beginning of what was spoken through the prophet Joel. Pause right there. This is the beginning of what was spoken through the prophet Joel. now church that is about 2,000 years ago and a Peter standing speaking by the Holy Ghost in that day of Pentecost he says this this is the beginning of what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In other words, you have seen, you have witnessed the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But this is just the beginning. There will be more outpourings of the Holy Spirit in generations to come. And I'm telling you this way then. We are in those days of the outpourings of the Holy Spirit. We are in those days of revelations of God to, the, to, to, our, to our generation. We are in those days that we receive God's revelations concerning his purposes so that many may come into the kingdom of God. The world right now is in fear. The world right now is in certainty. But when we receive revelation of God's word, this is what will, will, will happen. We reach out to the world with the word of faith. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is being preached during this time. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was talking to Brother Francis, you know, some, some I think two weeks ago. And I said this, that people say, yeah, there's no church. No, there is church. Jesus, our Lord, in his second coming, is not coming to rapture this building. He's coming to rapture you. Amen. It's you who will be raptured. So there's no church. Church is in your home right now. Glory be to God. If, if Apostle Paul was writing a letter to your house, maybe you are Kimani, he says, to the church that is gathering in the house of Mr. Kimani. You see that? You are the member of the body of Christ. You are the church of the living God. Some years, some years ago, Pastor Carlo spoke, and I mean taught us right here, who is the church? Or oh, what is the church? And we are members of the body of Christ. So we are having church. Hallelujah. And wherever you go, as a member of the body of Christ, you ought to be having church. In other words, you minister to people with the love of God. Of course, you want to be, you ought not to be roaming all over. Just be led by the Holy Spirit. But right there where you are in your house, you ought to be having church. So, in Acts chapter 2 again, he says... He says, instead, this is the beginning of what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days. Just think about this. If about 2,000 years ago, in the day of Pentecost, Apostle Paul stands among among the, 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 the other apostles and he says, These are the last days. If then were the last days, where are we living, church? We are living in the last of the last days. God declares that I will pour out my Spirit upon all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy Telling forth the divine counsels. And your young men shall see visions. I like the way the amplifier says, divinely granted appearances. That revelation knowledge, divinely granted appearances. And your old men, I'm not there yet, shall dream divinely suggested dreams. Yes, and on my men servants... Also on my maidservants in those days, I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels and predicting future events pertaining especially to God's kingdom. In other words, they shall be predicting God's plans, God's purposes. This is what we ought to be saying by the Spirit. We are speaking God's plans. We are speaking the glory of God. We are speaking revelation knowledge of God's word to, the, to mankind during this time and to the body of Christ especially that we may stand strong against the enemy. This assurance enables us to enter into God's rest no matter what happens in this world. When we receive God's plans, God's purposes, the revealed word of God to us, we rest no matter what the world, or no matter what happens in this world. Like, like the scripture that we read in, uh, in Psalm 46, verse 1 to 3 from the Passion Translation. This reminds me of a book by Watchman Nee. I think Watchman Nee lived like over 100 years. Uh, over 100 years. Many years ago, I'm not so sure. But He's written a book called sit, walk and stand. I like it. Based on the book of uh, Ephesians and he says you must fast sit. In other words, sit you are resting. You are you are resting in the finished work of God in Christ. You must do that. You rest fast and then after after you sit then you start walking like what the King James version says uh, you are in obedience to the revelation of the finished work, which is your conversation. That's what the, Bible, uh, the King James Version calls it. You walk according to that revelation. And then you have sat, you have rested. You know, if you've been walking all around and, and you get back to the house, you say, Children, all I want to do is to sit. <laughs> In other words, I want to rest. So, Ochman says this sit. Rest in the finished work of God in Christ. Then walk in obedience to the revelation of the finished work of Christ. And then stand against the enemy. Take your whole armor like Ephesians chapter 6 against the devil and place him where he belongs under your feet. And this is what he says, Church, God walks, then rests. I like this one. But for man to walk the works of God... He has first to enter into God's rest, which is is the finished work of Christ. In fact, he says this. You remember that uh, man was created on the sixth day. And then, so the first day of man was God's resting day, the Sabbath. So God works, then rests. But for, for man to enter, for man to work the works of God, first he has to enter into God's rest. What am I saying, church? During this time when all this is happening, take your rest in what Christ has done for you, in what Christ has made available for you. What does that mean? Are you going to be sleeping from morning to evening? No, you labor to enter into rest by getting into the Word of God, understanding your redemptive privileges, and then walk in them, and stand against the enemy. You know what that does? It gives you authority over the enemy. Luke ten nineteen, it says, "Behold, I give you the authority. I give you the authority to trample upon serpents." and sc- scorpions and over all the work of the enemy and nothing shall by no means hurt you. You establish that authority in your own home. We'll be taking Holy Communion if you, are, you haven't prepared yet. You ought to have prepared Holy Communion elements. We are, we are going to take Holy Communion you know, at some point uh, towards the end of this service. But you establish in your home no virus in here glory be to god because i have entered into god's rest and when christ my redeemer he said on the cross it is finished i am in agreement with what he did i am resting in the finished works of christ in fact finished work singular of christ Our focus, church, as we are now entering into such a significant season of the plan of God, that we need to focus on is the Passover feast is coming in a few days' time. I think from Wednesday uh, eighth evening, that's when you are beginning the season, and the next Sunday of the twelfth of April, during our Resurrection Sunday service, you know we are to gather here and and the choir could have been doing their thing, and, and the children singing, and, and the youth, and you think about this, usual by this time, Pastor Carla is, is back here, and we're enjoying our resurrection Sunday, but that will happen in the church, in your house, that you ought to celebrate. Actually, you can prepare the children, and tell them, children, this time, next, 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 next Sunday... You need to be practicing in the week. Since you're around home, you know, practice. Let's have some play concerning the resurrection of uh, the crucifixion and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. You will be surprised, parent, that you have one of the, some of the best actors in your own home. Your children. Children, you can say amen. Glory to God. Now, so that's the coming Sunday uh, during our resurrection Sunday service. It's Sunday service. Is the day we give our fast fruits offering? Again, we shall be agreeing with God's plans by calling those things that be not as though they were. Proclaiming with our fast fruits offering that we are expecting supernatural harvest. Supernatural increase. It is a giving of faith we will be saying that what is happening now in the world does not deter our faith in God. We are unmovable. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That's what is going to happen as we give you a fast fruit offering. Just ask the Lord, please. Let him speak to you and tell you what, what you ought to prepare as your fast fruit offering. And, and when the service begins next Sunday... We shall give instructions concerning the giving of our fast fruits. And together we agree with the word of God. And as I've kept on saying, as fast as this virus appeared, so shall it disappear. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again visiting Genesis chapter 22, talking about this Passover feast and the Passover lamb. In Genesis 22 verse 7 and 8. And Abraham said, you know, that is after uh, Isaac. I think we read some, several scriptures last week. That's after Isaac said, uh, uh, Father, I see the wood. <laughs> but, but then he says, he asked, where is the lamb? Let, let's go there, please. I think that we'll do justice to this scripture if we read it in that Genesis 22. Uh, in verse, verse 7, as before verse 7, in, in verse, verse 6. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it, on his, uh, laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire... And the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Listen to the to the answer that Abraham gave. Remember, God had given him instruction to, to go and offer Isaac as a burnt offering. But Abraham, a man of faith, a man of covenant, a man who believed, like what Brother Francis said this, that it's impossible for God to lie. When he gives a promise, he actually does it. It's impossible for God to lie. In verse 8, he says this, And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself. Mark those words. God will provide for himself the lamb for burnt offering. So the two of them went together. And we know the story that as he was ready to, to sacrifice his son, then the, the Lord spoke and there was a ram caught, in, caught between the horns in, in the thicket and, and God gave him instructions to slaughter that lamb. But this was his statement, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. And in Exodus, I'm connecting scriptures there. In Exodus chapter 12, when God was giving instructions to Moses concerning the children of Israel, while they were in Egypt, he told them concerning, uh, in, in verse, I think it's verse 3, it says, Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb. Take every man to take for himself a lamb. What did Abraham say? say when he was asked by his son Isaac concerning a lamb, he said this, God will provide for himself the lamb. During the Passover, uh, God is speaking to the children of Israel through Moses, and he says this, take every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And we know the story. This is what happened, church. They slaughtered that lamb, everyone in their, their household, and they applied the blood, the blood of that lamb upon the lentils and the doorposts of their, of their homes. And that night there was a Passover. The angel of death came around, and where he saw the blood, there was a Passover. And that's where we get the word Passover. But in John chapter 1, verse 29, John the Baptist sees Jesus coming and then he says this the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world do you know what you're saying actually for those who are ears to hear in his generation this is what John the Baptist was saying this is the one that our father Abraham spoke about when he said, the Lord will provide himself the lamb. Uh, sorry, the Lord will provide for himself the lamb. Behold the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He was saying this is the man that God promised our father of faith, Abraham, that was coming to earth. He is the lamb of of God, and in other words, he even says he's saying this: Jesus, the one who's walking, is the Passover Lamb. His blood is your protection. His blood is your provision. His blood is everything that you need to be sustained in this life. Jesus is the Passover Lamb. And therefore, as we enter this Passover feast, let us arm ourselves with what I call the weapons of our redemption, his body and his blood. Let us celebrate the feast to the mind of a new covenant believer who wants to receive intimate knowledge of our redemption. This, I believe, happens when we celebrate this feast by faith. We see God's calendar. I like it when Pastor Carlos spoke for, you know, taught some, some few years ago, actually, and I think even last year, concerning God's calendar. That, he, that God expected the children of Israel to return, he says, three times a year to celebrate the feast. And you remember when, he, when she said that there was a post battle In other words, I, I think about this right now, what is happening in the world. It's like this, a pause button. Stay at home. Stay at home. But what you need to be seeking is you need to be seeking God's plans. So that you may have revelation knowledge concerning his purposes and his plans for the season. And what a better time for it to be church during this Passover season. To pause, to go back to God, even in repentance. Repentance. Repentance means this, change your way of thinking. There's a repentance, I think, for for a non-believer, they ought to to look at themselves and say, God, I need a savior. And I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and savior. And there is another kind of believer that you've been believing in carnality. You've not been seeking God. You've not been following the ways of God. Then what I need to do is, God, I need a fresh beginning. This season, I want to seek you. I want to know you. I want to obey you. I ask you to forgive me for every kind of disobedience. I need a fresh beginning. And for another kind of believer, they've been walking in purposes of God, in plans of God, but they pause and say this, God, I've experienced your goodness. I've experienced your mercy. I've experienced your grace. But there is more to it than what I've experienced right now. I want more. I want more of revelation of your will and purposes for my life. That's a way of repentance. This, I believe, happens when you celebrate this feast by faith. We see God's calendar. Listen to this, church. God is accurate and precise. That's why detailed pattern was followed in the crucifixion, death and burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ during the Passover feast. Jesus is the Passover lamb. I know us taking Holy Communion today, and we'll be doing also next Sunday, the 12th together, so if you can be preparing in your own home, taking Holy Communion together as a body is very important during this season. We do this in remembrance of him. In the midst of the coronavirus and all fear going around, we take Holy Communion saying, we have not forgotten our redemption, our victory over the devil and all his works. We have entered into God's rest by faith. We enter into the finished work of God by faith. I like the way the Spirit-filled Bible says, explains from, from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, He says that in remembrance involves more than just memory. The word suggests active calling to mind. It's not like, oh yeah, uh, do you remember when uh, we got married? Oh yeah, I remember. No, it's active calling to mind. If I was to remember the day that I got married, I remember it was 16th. August 2003, I looked forward to that. <laughs> Glory to God. I dreamed about it. I like going back and just be quiet and just uh, meditate and listen inside of me just the day when I got married to Tina. It was 16th of August 2003. You active call to memory. How much more of our redemption church? We ought to be actively calling to memory what he has done for us a time like this, about 2,000 years ago, during this time of the Passover, what he has done for us, what he has made available to us as the redeemed of the Lord. Each occasion of partaking Holy, Community, uh, Holy Communion is an opportunity to say, proclaim or confess again. I herewith lay hold of all the benefits of Jesus Christ, full redemption for my life. Forgiveness, wholeness, strength, health, sufficiency, protection. I apply that blood upon the doorposts and the lentils of my doors. I apply by faith and upon the doorposts and the lentils of my own heart by faith. And there is a Passover. No virus, no flu, hallelujah. No kind of sickness and disease like what Psalm 91 says in the Passion Translation, no infections. Glory be to God, I proclaim the blood. I believe in the power that is in the blood. Jesus is our Passover lamb, and we believe in the power of his blood. You know, I think of this church. The the Passover lamb in Exodus chapter 12, had that power that the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that the last enemy to be defeated, death, could not even penetrate through the dwelling places of the children of Israel who had obeyed by applying the blood of the lamb upon their doorposts and the lentils of their dwelling places, of their doors. How much more the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Revelation chapter 12 says, They overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives even to the death. Believe the power that is in the blood during this season. And for the rest of your life, it shouldn't be just this, during this season. For the rest of your life. Activate that power that is in the blood. The Lord's Supper is not to be a simple, uh, to be simply a ritual remembrance, but it's an active confession by which you actively will to call to memory and appropriate today and now all that Jesus has provided and promised through his cross. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, our Lord, for the blood. We thank you, our Lord, for the body that was broken. You are broken for our sins. Our iniquities were laid upon you. By your stripes, we were healed. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we thank you for the power that is in the blood. Oh, upon every Victory Faith Church member, every partner and friend of LFI, And Father, everyone even watching online, we thank you, Father, for the power that is in the blood of Jesus. We speak the blood over your home. We speak the blood over your dwelling places. We speak the blood of Jesus that you are protected. You have God's protection upon your life. And I want you to take your Holy Communion elements out. And be ready with your children, with your home, with everyone in your in your house to take that holy communion and just lift up his body. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus our Lord, you yourself bore our sins in your own body on the tree. That has been dead to sins might live for righteousness. By your stripes, we were healed. And we take our healing right now. We actively call to mind what you've done for us. You are the Passover lamb. The living God. Our deliverer, our redeemer. That your word will never fail. And therefore we appropriate right now all what you have done for us. Thank you. For the forgiveness of our sins thank you for wholeness thank you for strength thank you for health thank you for sufficiency thank you for your protection we partake of your body right now our Redeemer Jesus Christ Jesus thank you you shed your blood for for redemption You bought us at a price, our Heavenly Father. Therefore, we glorify you in our bodies and in our spirits, which are yours. You bought us, you redeemed us with the precious blood of Jesus. We overcome the devil of sickness and disease, virus, all that has been going on around the world. We proclaim the power that is in the blood right now of our Lord Jesus Christ. We take authority over infections. We take authority over every work of the enemy, even in our land right here in Kenya. We take authority over the enemy. We overcome you by the blood of the Lamb. And this is our testimony. As fast as you appear, virus, so shall you disappear. And we thank you. Our Lord for redemption. Hallelujah. You may take of his blood. If you are watching us. And you have never made that decision. To receive our Lord Jesus Christ. If you are looking and you are. You think like. I don't understand what they are doing. God paid the price for you. Through his son Jesus Christ. That. When you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and you believe like the gospel, like what you have heard today are speaking, that Jesus was raised from the dead, Jesus is our Passover lamb, you may not have even that understanding, but a simple belief saying that Jesus, today I accept you as my Lord and Savior, that will bring you into the kingdom of God. Jesus says this, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Would you please pray this prayer, simple prayer, and from this day, you will, come into, you will get into the kingdom of God. You become a child of God. There are promises right here like what I've spoken about, his protection, his prov- provision, but then one day when you leave this earth, you are assured of your heavenly home and your heavenly home forever and ever. Those who reject Jesus Christ, the Bible says so clear there is hell that was prepared for the devil and his angels. But you ought, you, you ought not to go there by, just by making a decision today. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. He will come into your heart. Will you pray this simple prayer with me, please? Say, God in heaven, I ask you to forgive me from all my sins. Right now, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe you raised Him from the dead. And I confess Him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Father. I'm a child of God now. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you live in Nairobi, Kenya, you can check out our details of Victory Faith Church website and you can get in touch with us and you're welcome when we resume our services, you're welcome right in here into Victory Faith Church. Uh, if you live out of Nairobi or another country, you can ask God to help you and give you a Bible teaching church. You are born again, the Bible says. You are a new creation. You are a child of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Victory Faith Church family, we love you. We encourage you so much to check out our website for updates and stay connected. Greater things are ahead of us and they are unfolding as we believe the word of the living God. We are looking forward, most likely to give you some, some details of what you are going, you know, we, are, we are planning to do in the midweek, as midweek prayer meetings. But please visit our website. We love you, church. We are praying for you. Again, I said every time Pastor Carl and I get on phone, you know, we start talking and and, and believing God and speaking faith to one another. And also we pray for you. I want you to rise up in your home, wherever you are. And I want to proclaim this priestly blessing from from Numbers chapter 6. Hallelujah. Do you have it over there? Priestly blessing, please. Numbers chapter 6. want us to proclaim it over you just lift up your hands and receive it by faith the lord bless you and watch guard and keep you the lord make his face to shine upon and enlighten you and be gracious kind merciful and give him favor to you the lord lift up his approving countenance upon you and give you peace tranquility of heart and life continually. We speak the blessing of God as a pastor and agreeing what Pastor Carla has been praying over you. We speak God's blessing upon you. God's provision during this time. The blood of the Lamb protecting you. You are blessed. You are blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.